to start off my uh, talk just by spending some time. Um, we've all coming into this week with different spaces, different places, head spaces, and um, and I want to start off just by taking some time, reflecting on that, praying uh, with each other, and and asking God to come and really be a part of of how we interact. Um, I'm going to be continuing the speak uh, the, the series on um, on exile, and so it is going to be an intense one tonight, um, but hopefully it's going to be a good one and one that uh, uplifts us and inspires us. But I want us just to spread into groups of twos and threes. Um, how's the week gone? What can we pray for each other for briefly, briefly before we start off this this talk tonight? So gather up with someone around you, uh, share something that you would just really like prayer for for tonight. Maybe it's just the energy if you're Adrian, um, <laughs> or or maybe it's like I've really had this here that I've been it's been bothering me all day. And I just want to put it before God now before we listen to the word. So yeah, give like four or five minutes for us to do this, and then we're going to dive right into it. Lord Jesus, we just pray that um, tonight, as we as we come together, as we gather, that you would just be with us. We thank you for all these things that. Um, yeah, we've been going through in this last weekend, and we pray for all the struggles that that have been there for each of the people here. We pray that tonight you would help them to find freedom from that. Um, and Lord, we pray for tonight as we listen to um, yeah the word that you put on my heart and and the scriptures that you've challenged me with this evening. That you would help each of us to walk away with something tangible, uh, something that helps us to lead lives that represent you, that bring freedom and grace to each of the situations we're in. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Alrighty, guys. I hope that was helpful. So I'm going to be speaking tonight on what leads to exile. How did we end up here? Um, how did we end up there? Um, and there's a number of different ways I'm going to be covering. Um, but, but I was really inspired by, well, inspired, I don't know. I was really captivated by the story of Dante, a great Italian poet who's quite uh, famous. Uh, he wrote the Divine Comedy, which had some interesting uh, interpretations of heaven and hell. Um, and, and he starts off by talking about exile like this. You shall leave everything you love most. This is the arrow that the bow of exile shoots first. You are to know the bitter taste of others' bread, how salty it is, and how hard a path it is for one who goes ascending and descending the, the stairs of others from the post poem Paradiso. Um, incredible English for him. Actually, no, it's a translation. Um, but it, it's, it's quite effective in how it comes across. You shall leave everything you love most. Exile is something that I think all of us really dread the thought of. There's so much that we love and, and enjoy in the things that are surrounding us all the time that to be uprooted from all of that, to be cast out, is something that is very fearful. And so I'm going to take us through a little bit of a journey through the first few chapters of the Bible and then pick up later on um, of different exiles that took place in Scripture. The first one is Adam and Eve. God had created this incredible home for them, which was lovely, which was very, very good. And because of sin, they were exiled from this land. And, uh, and, and the results of which were death, and um, yeah, much more widespread sin. Cain killed his brother Abel and was also exiled. Then we see a different type. Of course, you've got Babel where 
um, suddenly everyone after that was also exiled to going all over the place um, and and Noah of course as well where the, the, the whole world was in such sin that um, yeah God just reset um, but then the, stir, the story changes where Abraham has to leave his home as well that which he loved that which he held dear um, because of the promise that God had given him it was almost like a different kind of exile it was an exile in which we follow calling we get to Jacob and Joseph who go into exile once again you know they've been traveling through uh, Canaan the promised land uh, but had to leave due to famine and all sorts of other things that were, were causing and so they decided to, to move into Egypt and so that was a, a choice and, and something that God enabled for them we move on to Moses who because of his sin spent most of his life in exile and then came to lead the Israelites out of another place of exile towards home but then Israel once again finds themselves without a home wandering through the desert God then does set up a homeland for them again he sets up a space in which yeah there's so much opportunity for them to to thrive and there's loads of promises that come with this land um, Moses spends a good deal of time in Deuteronomy if you weren't ever interested <laughs> in in setting up what are the the limitations of this land what is the covenant that we're entering into and with that there's some incredible blessings of following the Lord and pursuing him seeking after his uh, covenant seeking after his uh, commandments and doing his will but then there were also some incredibly intense consequences for, for turning away from that unfortunately Israel did sin and and it wasn't just a little bit of sin it was a continuous amount of sin for hundreds of hundreds of years there were two kingdoms of Israel by the time they get into a big exile the first is the northern kingdom the kingdom of Israel and in uh, the Assyrians in 720 BC they came in and wiped them out to the point where little is actually known about what happened to them they were just completely taken and scattered throughout the world the southern kingdom however was still protected by God and, and it was almost 200 years later or actually a hundred and something years later where also because of their sin they were also sent to exile this time through the Babylonians but because they yeah there was a difference between the two Israel the northern kingdom never had a good king never had reform and in fact throughout their time literally was just constantly pursuing other gods whereas Judah the southern kingdom did show times where they actually turned to the Lord and they remembered his promises remembered his covenants and so there was a remnant that returned back to Israel so I'm going to be speaking into the different types of exiles. Uh, there's, there's the self-imposed exile. Sometimes we choose exile. Now this could be because of sin that we've done. Moses felt so guilty about what he had done by killing this other uh, slave driver that he fled. And he lived in a foreign land with foreign gods and, and foreign uh, culture for many, many years. And, uh, and that was an exile which he chose because of sin that he had done. That guilt ate up at him and he just couldn't go back to that place, to those people. In the same way with us, we sometimes have self-imposed exiles because of our sin. When we mess up, we create walls between us and others around us. 
an obvious example of this is when in a relationship someone is unfaithful to their, their partner and that relationship is broken down. Suddenly someone in that home has to leave and exile. Most of the time it's, it's both. Uh, and exile takes place. Sometimes it's because we're sinned against and, uh, and we feel that isolation. We feel this need of we're no longer protected here and for our own safety we have to flee. The disciples in the New Testament, when Jerusalem was being invaded, um, they felt this need to flee the city. In fact, Jesus told them, get out of there. Um, and so then the sin that we've done, sin against us, sometimes it's because of opportunities. When uh, Jacob and Joseph chose to go towards Egypt, it was just so that they could survive. And so they have to leave all that they've known and loved. And sometimes it's because of the call of God into the wilderness into exile um, and we see this in in Abraham he was born in Ur of the Chaldeans and uh, he never went back there uh, he sent some of his uh, the people who worked for him back to go and find his son's wives and stuff uh, but he himself never actually went back to his homeland in the same way we see of someone like John the Baptist in the New Testament where he was very well acquainted with living in the desert uh, almost without a home uh, because of the calling that God had put on his life. And so we see that there's this interesting dynamic at play where exile to self can be for some really good reasons and some for really bad reasons. Um, another type of exile is one that's forced upon us. The reality is, is that there's always a conflict going on. Uh, there's a spiritual conflict going on at the moment between uh, good and evil. It's a reality that yeah, we all see the side effects of every day. Dante, who was the poet that I mentioned earlier, he was exiled because he believed in one church and not the other and was affiliated with one and not the other. It's a bit of a confusing time. And so he was told never to return to Florence, uh, the place which he loved most. In the same way, we read about the Is Israel and Judah, the Israelites, and, um, and how they were, yeah, forced into exile. God had eventually just lifted the protection that he had on them from the other nations and, and other nations came in and, and people who were harsh that killed their family and their people that enslaved them, took them off to other places for the northern kingdom never to return and for the southern kingdom to return over 70 years later. Sometimes we go into exile because God uses it as an opportunity to draw us back to him. And this is, is more towards what the second exile was in Babylon. You see, God is a just God. And judgment is something that is part of who He is. Judgment is something that is real, something that is going to happen for all of us, but has real consequences here on the earth. The actions that we take are going to have eternal consequences. And, and, and yet He's slow to anger. And so with both Israel and Judah. There were many prophets that came warning, like, guys, this is, this is important. Please listen. Hear the word of the Lord. There were many times in which God should have and could have, because of the covenant that they had, imposed this exile much sooner, but he was patient. Eventually, he came to the point where he was left with no other options but to enforce that promise, that covenant that they had made. Let's read 
from Deuteronomy 28 verses 62 to 68 some of the things that could happen when covenant was broken. If you do not carefully follow all the words of this law which are written in this book and do not revere this glorious, this glorious and awesome name, the Lord your God, the Lord would send fearful plagues on you and your descendants, harsh and prolonged disasters and severe and lingering illnesses. He will bring on you all the diseases of Egypt that you dreaded and they will cling to you. The Lord will also bring on you every kind of sickness and disaster not recorded in this book of the law until you are destroyed. You who, are, who were as numerous as the stars in the sky will be left but few in number because you did not obey the Lord your God. Just, just as it pleased the Lord to make you prosper and increase in number so it will please him to ruin and destroy you. You'll be uprooted from the land you entered to possess. Then the Lord will scatter you among the nations from one end of the earth to the other. There you will worship other gods, gods of wood and stone, which neither you nor your ancestors have known. Among those nations you will find no repose, no resting place for your soul, for the sole of your foot. There the Lord will give you an anxious mind, eyes weary with longing, a despairing heart. You will live in constant suspense, filled with dread both day and night, never sure of your life. In the morning you will say, if only it were evening, and in the evening, if only it were morning. Because of the terror that will fill your hearts and the sights that your eyes will see. The Lord will send you back in ships to Egypt on a journey I said you should never make again. And there you will offer yourselves for sale to your enemies as male and female slaves. But no one will buy you. Intense. Incredibly and sadly so, this all did come to pass. In when Jerusalem was invaded by the Romans a couple of years after Jesus was there, so many Israelites were enslaved and sent off to Egypt that they weren't all bought as slaves. They were brought down, crushed. The God who was faithful with his promises and the good things was faithful with his judgment over the evil. Let's read why they ended up in a little bit of a place like this. <laughs> 2 Kings chapter 17 verses 7 to 23 All this took place because the Israelites had sinned against the Lord, their God Who brought them up out of Egypt from under the power of Pharaoh king of Egypt They worshipped other gods and followed the, pra the practices of the nations the Lord had driven out before them As well as the practices of the kings of in uh, the, that the kings of Israel had introduced the Israelites secretly did things against the Lord their God that were not right. From watchtower to fortified city, they built themselves high places in all their towns. They set up sacred stones and Asherah poles on every high hill and under every spreading tree. At every high place they burned incense as the nations whom the Lord had driven out before them had done. They did wicked things that aroused the Lord's anger. They worshipped idols that the Lord had said you should not do this. The Lord warned Israel and Judah through all his prophets and seers, Turn from your evil ways. Observe my commands and decrees in accordance with the entire law that I commanded your ancestors to obey, and that I delivered to you through my servants, the prophets. But they would not listen as, and, and were as stiff-necked as their ancestors, who did not trust in the Lord their God. They rejected his decrees and the covenant he had made with their ancestors, and the statutes he had warned them to keep. 
They followed worthless idols and themselves became worthless. They imitated the nations around them through the law, although the Lord had ordered them, do not do as they do. They forsook all the commands of the Lord their God and made for themselves two idols cast in the shape of calves and an Asherah pole. They bowed down before to the starry host and they worshipped Baal. They sacrificed their sons and daughters in fire. They practiced divination and sought omens and, and sold themselves to do evil in the eyes of the Lord, arousing his anger. So the Lord was very angry with Israel and removed them from his presence. Only the tribe of Judah was left, and even Judah did not keep the commands of the, of the Lord their God. They followed the practices Israel had introduced. Therefore the Lord rejected all the people of Israel. He afflicted them and gave them into the hands of plunderers until he thrust them from his presence. When he tore Israel away from the house of David, they made Jeroboam son of Nebat their king. Jeroboam enticed Israel away from following the Lord and caused them to commit a great sin. Israel persisted in all the sins of Jeroboam and did not turn away from them until the Lord removed them from his presence, as he had warned them through this, all his servants, the prophets. So the people of Israel were taken from their homeland into exile in Assyria, and, there, and they are still there. Intense, intense stuff. I think it's difficult to read passages of God's judgment. And it's difficult to think, what on earth does this mean for us? But the reality is, is that sin makes us angry. What kind of sins do you see every single day that makes your blood boil? I know for each of us, you're probably thinking of a dozen different things that you're like, why on earth is this happening? What kind of evil people could let this happen? Judgment is something that we cry out for, something that we long to see. I also really admire about God, not just His steadfastness in, in judging and being upright and making sure that those who sin um, are dealt with, but His patience. Israel's destruction was delayed. Many prophets came to warn them, and yet they never repented. Judah's exile was even further delayed as they did have some kings that brought about repentance and reform. But ultimately, they were too busy worshipping other things. Their hearts were placed on other, other places. Eventually, God has to act against evil, even if those who are doing the evil are people that He loves. We're going to hear in the coming weeks about how to make exile something. You know, what do we do in exile? How do we come out of exile? What does Jesus have to do with all these things? But it is my privilege to actually finish tonight pondering and thinking about judgment. By where are we standing with the Lord? I know for myself, sin has had incredible impacts, not just on my life, but on people leave it unchecked it can destroy eat up everything that's around me there's an enemy that's out to get us and he's like a lion waiting at the door to pounce and unless we take these things seriously it is it's going to eat us up now for some of you you're probably sitting there and you're terrified because judgment is terrifying for others of us it's like whatever it's okay 
And I'm scared that the wrong ones of us will get the wrong parts of this, you know. <laughs> Those of us who are scared that God is going to, um, yeah, just completely exile us and turn us into some terrible things and, and are terrified of eternal judgment, there is good news. And for those of us who, who are sitting pretty knowing, yo, actually I can do just whatever I want. There's a harsh reality that awaits us in this earth, here and now, because of the sins that we commit. And so I want to finish off by encouraging you guys to really take notes, take stock of what's happening in your life. I pray that this isn't something that comes as like a terrifying judgment is coming thing. But rather that is a moment in our lives where we realize my actions have consequences. How I live this world is going to determine the destiny of my entire future. And that we're able to take stock. For some of us, we've been battling with this sin thing for a long time. We feel like we've lost this battle and there's no point continuing. Um, I've tried to give up my sin. I cannot. I'm too weak. Therefore, I just continue. And I want to encourage you to not do this on your own. Too many parts of what we try and do in our faith, we try and do alone when God has given us a community. It would be terrible for us to have brothers and sisters who are gifted and equipped and you know, called to do incredible things on this earth to bring the kingdom of heaven, but have found themselves trapped in exile because of sin. And so if you are in a place where you're like, I've tried, I've struggled, I've failed, I cannot do this, call alongside brothers and sisters to keep you going. And if you see someone who is struggling, someone who is finding themselves in this exile, go alongside and love them. That's, this is what we do as a community. This is what we do as a body. I'm reliant on you for seeing the kingdom of heaven coming. So I'm going to pray. And then, uh, yeah, we're going to live our lives and love our wives. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for these incredible people. Thank you that you are a just God. Thank you that you deal with sin very seriously, that you hate sin. But thank you, Lord, that you can teach us how to deal with it in our lives, that you can change us from being sinners and outcasts to being pure and blameless. Father, I pray that as we move on from here, you would help us to take stock of that which is in our lives, which you completely despise. The actions and the thoughts and the lies that we're holding on to, help us to release those, to leave those behind, and to pick up the calling that you have for us. Help us to bring light into each of the places we go into, and not to be bringers of darkness. Help us ultimately to worship you with everything that we have, not to fall into the trap of idols and other worthless things that, that try and claim our lives. We love you, Lord. And we cry out to you tonight. Help us and save us. In the name of Jesus. Amen.